BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're very welcome back to another video on NarcCon. On this channel, we believe in educating ourselves in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder in order to heal and to move forward, avoiding this personality type going forward. Guys, today I'd like to talk about cognitive dissonance and what it is and how the narcissist sets us up for cognitive dissonance in the present time in the relationship that will follow on once the relationship is over. Before I get into the video, I'd just like to do, just like to say a little bit about what I didn't know about when I wasn't on YouTube years ago, the notification bell. If you subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, the little bell icon, and then you'll be notified of every time I upload a video. I usually upload at least once a week and sometimes twice a week. So if you don't wanna miss the content, hit the bell. Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know, cognitive dissonance is when we know the facts about the narcissist, we know that we were with a narcissist, we know that the narcissist abused us horrifically but we still think about the narcissist all the time and we still love the narcissist and we still miss the narcissist in different moments. Or even the narcissist is on our mind from time to time as we heal and the thoughts of the narcissist trigger us. So what that means in effect is that we have the fact that this person did not have our best interests at heart and wasn't a good person, but we still love them and think about the good times with them. And our thoughts are in contrast with our emotions. So the facts are in contrast with the way we actually feel. And this is a real brain mess that people coming out of narcissistically abusive relationships have a huge battle with. It's, it's crucial to retrain your brain after narcissistic abuse as one of the steps to healing. There are other areas that will hinder your healing or can be worked on. 
and all those areas combined together get you well on your way to being rid of the post abuse abuse of the narcissistic relationship. So first of all, I'd like to get into how the narcissist sets us up for cognitive dissonance in the future after they've left. And guys, a lot of narcissists that I've met are very confident that we will take a very long time to get over them. And it's even been said to me that my exes still love me more than anybody else. That's the confidence. And you tell me that they don't know what they're doing. I believe they know exactly what they're doing. I believe narcissists are honed into instinctually understanding a person's nature. And there's pointers that they pick up when they meet someone. The first sentence that you utter out of your mouth, the way you look at them, the way you interact with people, all these are little signals to the narcissist in relation to who you are as a person. The narcissist can, can, can view a room and nearly pick out who would be a good target or a malleable, pliable person for them. In other words, to put it in real street kind of language, who, it, who are the idiots? Who are the idiots in the room? who kind of believe in love and believe in helping people and believe in good things and believe in humanity coming together and believe in saving the planet and this kind of thing. Who are those twits? This is the narcissist in their, in their psyche, seeing people as not knowing, you know, being stupid, being soft, all this lovey-dovey stuff because they believe that their way is the way to live and they know better and that everybody's out for themselves and that, that they're the only ones that really, you know, are copped on and that there are a few others like them and they respect those kind of people who kind of, who stand over someone, you know, stand on top of someone to get to where they want to go. They're kind of going, fair play to you, mate, like fair play, you know, that's, you know, you did, you did it for yourself. You know, you didn't let anyone stand in your way. So that's the mentality that you're dealing with. So they hone in on one of you lovely people who do believe in good things and do believe in loving, do believe in being faithful and in loyalty and in kindness and in true generosity and doing the best you possibly can. And it's, it's those people who stick together and now stand up against narcissism in this spiritual war that we are in at the moment. That's the strength and that's humanity. It's not this destructive narcissistic force that is trying to make us feel that that's being weak, standing in your strength as being weak. So do not get disillusioned about the world. Do not get downtrodden. I promise you I've spoken to enough people in coaching to know that there's a good, strong foundation out there of good, solid people doing the best they can for their family and for the world and for humanity. Do not give up just because you've come across one of these diabolical, and I'll call them idiots, just as they would view us. Okay. 
without getting too strong or too too bible pumping against them um okay so they they are very adapt or adept at analyzing people instinctively and knowing that there is a lot to work with say with an individual that they feel that it's going to be an easy job to bring this person under control and this is all instinctive it's all instinctive and they'll pick up on the signals that you give out and they'll also test you in the beginning of the relationship just to see how much manipulation works on you and how hooked are you into them and how likely are you to pour out your supply and how likely are you to be durable and stay in other words what functions are they going to get out of you that's going to be of value to them for them to invest in your cognitive dissonance training narcissists create the seeds of cognitive dissonance in my opinion by brainwashing you initially in the love bomb stage now i believe that there's a few different ways that they can bring this ball of cognitive dissonance together but the seeds they set take over your mind in essence and it's like a snake charmer the music they play to you charms you into rising up and believing in them as a person so the music they use on you, the charm they use on you, they know will work. So they start off by telling you in words who they are. This isn't the truth of who they are. This is the person they want you to believe that they are. And this is the person they want you in your mind to create of them as to who they are. So they're going into a movie with you. They're creating a character customized to you to suit your every need. It's like you saying to your fairy godmother, please create my ideal partner. The narcissist figures out who your ideal partner is by a series of questions and information gathering on you prior sometimes to actually meeting you through social media, etc., family, etc. So they will do their recce on you. They'll do their information gathering on you if they can, if they don't meet you just by chance. They'll see how you interact with people. They'll see how you respond to certain questions and they will find out quite quickly what is lacking in your life, what type of person you like to be with, and who they have to be for you to fall in love with them. So getting back to what I was saying there, they tell you who they are. It's the false person that you want them to be. So they'll say, I'm, I'm a generous person. They will maybe not come out with that statement, that sentence, but they will say it in a certain way. I like to give, and then they will, follow that up to secure that and enforce that in your mind in your computer files in the program you're running your brain runs and and collects ideas of who people are for you to form an opinion of who that person is 
for you then to decide whether you want to interact with that person more, whether you like them, don't like them, whether their opinions agree with yours or not. And your brain kind of sorts out where they fit in with you. So the narcissist is programming your brain to perceive them in a certain way. So the narcissist may then follow up with saying, I'm generous or I like to give by actually giving you a gift, giving someone else a gift in front of you. They'll reinforce the sentence of who they are. They may even tell you that, you know, they've been looking for love and they're a very loving person and then follow up with a lot of loving acts towards you. So your brain, you know, has listened to this, heard the words, and the words have been followed up by the activity of the narcissist. So one part of the information on who this person is, is lodged in your brain. They then will romance you with um, holidays, music, certain songs they may play over and over again. Um, they may quote, make quotes to you. They may fulfill your wishes and desires in relation to providing excitement, memorable occasions. They may give you memorable gifts and they'll always reinforce this with, you know, I want to do this for you. You're special. You're special to me. I understand you. I see you. What they're trying to do is build on the seed of the program that they're running in your brain as to who they are. They're building a character in your brain and they're making enjoyable, very enjoyable, exciting events to go alongside this, which builds the dopamine in your brain. So you associate pleasure with them and they'll reinforce this all the time, even with stimuli like songs that are going to be familiar to you and them. And they'll concentrate on sporadically building the good times and the good memories so that they know there's no way you're ever going to be able to leave me or forget about me because they have worked a job on you. They've worked a program on you and other people aren't doing, you know, other people in relationships aren't doing this kind of thing. The narcissist is invested in you not being able to forget about them. So they'll also, they'll also introduce you to family and have family will be very groomed in relation to what they say about the narcissist to you, which will also build on their character. Remember that the family have gone through this quite a number of times with the narcissist. So they know not to say the wrong thing. It's, it's too much hassle to do that. So they reinforce this character that the narcissist wants built up in your mind. What I can say to you guys is the cognitive dissonance starts from the very beginning of the relationship. The narcissist knows what they're doing. They feel that you're a walkover, a pushover. It's not till the very end of the relationship that they realize that you're not the person or not as easy as they thought you were at the beginning of the relationship. However, they're still confident because they then go through another series of manipulations in relation to your devaluation. 
they're still confident that they have done enough to be unforgettable to you. Remember, they don't know that you're going to get the education about what a narcissist is and what a narcissist does. So they're still banking on you being in a very confused state post-discard or even if you escape from them on your own, of your own volition. They know they've done enough and given you enough pleasure for you to surely be really suffering and missing them. Now remember, they're not missing you because they're preoccupied with someone else doing the same thing with someone else. They're leaving you to stew in your own juices, to miss them because they've set you up in a kind of a, of a film score. You've been in a dreamlike kind of relationship with them at one stage and the dopamine hits and the serotonin hits that you got from those occasions and when the narcissist told you who they were, or who they, who you wanted them to be, they presented to you. So they really figured out what you wanted in a partner and they presented this and they reinforced it in your mind. So post discard, you have to work with your brain. The brain is an incredible, an incredible machine or computer. But the fact that they could program your brain initially means that you can deprogram your brain. But they programmed your brain by intermittent reinforcement of an idea of who they were. They used words and they reinforced the words with actions. And then, of course, they acted totally differently to those words. But those words were still playing in your mind as to who this person was. So that person stayed in your mind and then they turned around on you and said to you that it was your fault that it wasn't working. So you still kept this ideal person there and blamed yourself for it not working instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, matey, this is the person you said you were and this is the person you're being. So they distracted you from the reality of who they were by their actions by looking at you as the problem and they remain the perfect person. So that's cognitive dissonance coming out of this. The way to rid yourself of the cognitive dissonance is to keep working on yourself. Anytime you have a wonderful feeling of the narcissist and miss them deeply and feel that you have nowhere to go in your life, etc., etc., and feel that pain and that depression, you remember the action of the narcissist and even write it down. Write the feeling down and then write the reality of the situation and how they treated you down. The more you reprogram your brain with the correct information, the less cognitive dissonance you will have going forward. Guys, I hope this has been of help. It's one part of healing. It's a tricky uh, manipulation that narcissists run on their targets. Important if you understand what's happened and how they did it and dispel those words from your mind. Anytime you get a thought about the narcissist being this great guy or gal, say, that's what you told me you were, but in fact, you did this to me. So you're a liar. You're just a liar. 
and say that and then distract yourself by doing something for you. But that brain of yours will get reprogrammed and will set up the true, the true program with the reality settings of who this person actually is. Because you will tell your brain who this person is and the narcissist will no longer have power to manipulate your emotions through your thought process. Take great care guys, bye for now and I will see you very shortly for another video.